Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of No One Is Listening, your premier entertainment and pop culture podcast. My name is Steve. With me, as always, is my co-host, Jen. Jen, you want to say hi? Hi, everybody. Um, okay, you know what? Uh, the agenda for today is we're going to be doing part two of our best of Oscar winners. Uh, we do this in five-year increments, but before we get to that, Jen, uh, there's been something that's been grinding your gears. It's been grinding my gears, uh, but I think it's been grinding your gears a little more. You wanna, you wanna tell everyone what's been grinding our gears? Yeah, as uh, as people who absolutely love the season and the Oscars, the Academy sure has made some decisions as of late to uh, really piss off the people that they should not be pissing off, um, including you know us us uh, fans so yeah i mean i think the big the first thing that they um did and they've been sort of kicking around this idea for a little bit is to is to introduce some sort of like most popular film type of award which is just bananas because that is not what we go to the oscars to see but i think it's you don't in, like that idea full stop and like you don't I like don't, any iteration of that idea, no right? no I think it's stupid in a way that is um, transparently like we don't really think that these types of movies should be honored with the real awards, but we want to at least pretend that we care about blockbusters and movies that people actually do go and watch. And, and hopefully if we honor something like this, like maybe you'll tune into the cat, like the broadcast. And I don't think any of those things are true. Um, And so you know, I mean, obviously the Academy has done a couple of things in the past. Like, you know, we went from like five Best Picture nominees to now it's up to 10. And like they, they've made several changes, but yeah. this is something that they've been trying to get off the ground. And I think that the last time they did, they tried to do this, it was only a couple of years ago. And it was met with absolute like backlash that they like scrapped it. And I, I want to say it was time to around like maybe it was after Black Panther, but, like, one of the MCU movies. Like, I feel like it was really, like... It was Black Kind Panther. of catered... To- okay, catered towards that. But didn't Black Panther get a Best Picture nom anyway? Um, but it was I- around that era, right? So I think they were worried that, like, okay, this very critically acclaimed, but what is a true blockbuster movie may not get, like, a Best Picture nomination, and, like, we need to, like, account for people who might get mad or whatever. So they're just trying to please everybody. It's just being done in a way that I think is just, like, degrading to both sides. Um, And so they scrapped that idea. And then this year, and it's not, honestly, like, when I really look at it, it's not really anything other than they'll announce it. So it's not like the movie that wins is going to, like, get an award or anything like that, I don't think. But they're calling it Oscar's fan favorite. And they're letting, like, you, me, and basically anybody um, nominate or, like, what is your fan favorite movie? So you can do it in two ways. You can go to oscarsfanfavorite.com and you literally write in, like, your favorite movie from 2021 um and then actually i think you then get entered into a oscar sweepstakes where you can get tickets to the award show and stuff like that so obviously i'm doing it but i'm not happy about this um and then on twitter you can use the hashtag oscars fan favorite and the like the (laughs) the minute this was announced like people were like okay this is so stupid but like steve (laughs) 
for the longest time, do you want to guess what movie was in the like top contention as as the movie that they would most likely have to announce at this very prestigious well, award show? I mean, listen, Jen, when you told me when I like if you had given me a thousand guesses, I could not have guessed it because I did not know this was a real movie. Well, so, hell I should watch this, but I, I haven't watched it. But yes, it is. The movie Cinderella, starring Camila Cabello, um, That's that is on Amazon Prime currently, wait, and you know, that. Wait, I, I have a question for you. Yeah. Is it actually wild? And okay, like hear me out here, right? I'm it's not, not wild. It's not wild because and, of the way that they did this. Yes, yes. Okay, so I think there is a uh, multiplication of stupidity here, right? Um, it's like not only is it a stupid idea, but then it was executed in the worst possible way. You know, this, which is yeah. How? Why? Why on earth? Okay, if you want people to vote, like, why would you open it up in a way where like people can vote multiple times, where like hordes of people can like abuse this? Okay, so, um, are you familiar with uh like, not this past weekend, but the weekend before's festivities for like the NBA? Like you've heard? Are you have you heard of like NBA like All Stars? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so. You, you're, you're like familiar with the idea of yes. that, which yes. is that people vote for their favorite players to be all-stars and then they play in this exhibition game together, right? They do it in a way where you can't like abuse it, you know? Um, so like sometimes the, the closest that people have gotten to abusing it is like uh, when there's a player who's not very good, but he's the only player in the NBA from a country and that country will like spam vote. Mm. That's the only time it gets, like, kind of close, but it, it doesn't end up happening. Like, there are ways around this, and they just, like, did not – I, and, like, yeah, I guess it makes sense. The Academy isn't tech-savvy enough to be, like, this is a bad implementation of a bad idea. But it's just it's – just, but it's also not wild. Yeah, I mean, it's – this is, like, how – like a lot of things work, right? Like, um, I used to try to vote for like the Teen Choice Awards, <laughs> you know, after I became a teen because I was still very vested into like in very uh, teen centric content, stuff like that. And like, obviously, like when it's open to things like this, you're gonna have the Camila Cabello hive coming. Wait, 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 wait. What? What? Wait, you voted for you actually voted Teen Choice Awards? I mean, I'm not really sure why we have to like pause on that point but um no no yeah it, okay, okay here's why here's why like i don't think i've ever actually voted for anything not politics no, no no i'm serious like like american idol like when that was like first like a thing or yeah i don't know if i've ever like how do you do that do you like did you like dial in no, for the Teen Choice Awards, you have to make a profile, and I'm pretty sure I had to pretend that I was a teenager and change my birth date because I was not a teenager. Um, <laughs> you have to create an account. Um, but you've done things on Twitter, right? Like, I've seen you, like, enter things on Twitter. Oh, oh no, I've definitely entered, like, things where it's like, oh, retweet this, and, you know. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's, that's like the kind of like the equivalent for oh, this, okay. all of this stuff, right? So anyways, um, I think the universe is all right again, because I think as of yesterday, when I last checked, I think Spider-Man, No Way Home, and like June, like those are the movies that are like currently in the, in the top um, versus like Cinderella. Um, and again, like not knocking, like, if that was a true 
no, let's not fan do- favorite, then yeah, fine. But it's so clear to me what the Oscars are trying to do here, which is to celebrate the movies like an MCU movie that's never going to get an award above a certain line, right? Like, so, I don't know. I just think this is stupid. I don't know how it's going to play out. But if I win tickets to go to the Oscars because I just voted, then then this is the best thing that's ever happened. So, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Um, but that was, like, change one. You sold out so fast. Huh? You sold out so fast. <laughs> I am not above selling out for the things that I want, Steve. So, I want everybody to know this. Um, <laughs> Wait, but I've, I think, I've... yeah. What is the worst thing that could happen? So for I, I'll give you options, right? And and tell me if the worst thing you think there's something even worse than the options I give you. Is the worst thing that they do this and um, it doesn't increase ratings at all, viewership continues to decline, and they make like even stupider decisions? Or, or is the worst thing that happens is that like they triple their viewership because of this and they can for, somehow like, correlated directly with that where it's like the 30 minutes where that was airing like you know there's a jump in viewership and they lean into this more like what is for you as a as a purist right like what is the worst what is the darkest timeline i'm not sure that's a very good question i think that if this triples their ratings and they open up the awards and categories to be more inclusive of all types of films versus like what is quote unquote, like um, award bait. Um, Then that's to me is not the worst thing that can happen. Um, Even if it's like these token awards where it's like not actually an Oscar winner, it's just like, Oh, people wanted like this was the most popular on our Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything that you're saying is not going to happen, so I'm comfortable being like, yeah, that's because literally nothing that they do is going to change ratings significantly, and that kind of goes into this next... This I, is, next I think change. This is, this is no, this is like what what we just started with was just the appetizer. Like that's like it's just gonna be an announcement. It's not anything like groundbreaking or significant. I'm sure they're gonna like literally announce the Oscar fan favorite, like as they're cutting to commercial. So like to me, like that's not that big sure. of a deal. But this next thing that they are trying to do, or I don't know, I guess it's finalized that they're doing, but they're they they're cutting a bunch of categories um from the actual telecast and so the they'll be presenting eight categories in the hour before the live broadcast and then i think they're going to weave like edited versions of of those moments into the telecast which is so so dumb um but there's a couple of reasons why they're doing this one there's always complaints that the Oscars are too long, um, which is not untrue, right? It's, it's, that's easily over three hours. Um, and I think they've like played around with like cutting the in memoriam and doing all of the stuff, but like what they've landed on this year, uh, I mean, you know, the favorite thing that they do is literally cut people off as they're giving their like emotional speeches, like, or attempt to, right? Like some people just bulldoze through with that and they don't care about the music um, or the, you know, the, the please wrap this up kind of thing. But um, by cutting eight categories, 
okay, but like it's the eight specific categories. That's it, such a losing that, game because I think no matter what they cut, like people would have been upset. But Steve, you and I are talking about this, but like the stuff no, that they're no. cutting is so integral to movie making, and this is a move uh, an award show about celebrating all aspects of movie making, and you're not gonna have editing or makeup hairstyling original score music production design like what are we talking about like what film do you know has not gone through an editing process like have you watched a movie recently without music like what what is happening here it's it's so infuriating because these are the people who like are the most i don't want to use the word side but they're the they're the the most uh they're like the purest when it comes to like movies, right? Mm-hmm. And they're the ones. This like this list looks like a list that you know some like know it all, but like doesn't actually know it all on like social media was like they should get rid of these. Yeah, you know? it's just like I okay. So like shout out to all the you know short film um, creators and stuff, but like documentary short, live action short, animated short, like that. If if they took those out, I wouldn't. I would be upset, but I wouldn't be like super upset, right? The ones that you named, right? Editing, like makeup, hairstyle, original score, production design, and sound. Sound, like the sound, <laughs> right? It. I just like you don't. It, you, I think you said it best when we were talking like pre-recording. You were like, you don't have a movie without those things. You know, you just you just don't. You have like a fifth grade film project shot on an iphone shot on an iphone and you can edit on an iphone though like you know what i mean yeah 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 like you're you just have raw footage at that point right like there's literally nothing going on it's just b-roll that's just b-roll and you know um like there are editors and um like cinematographers who like we know by name because uh it's like they work with like the same directors all the time and they're so good at at what they do um, I mean, I know uh, composers because of original score. There are movies that would not be as popular or as good without the scores that they have. You know, um, I just it, it like it just boggles my mind. Yeah, yeah. I and I guess like their thing is like, oh, but best picture, you know, like uh, encapsulates like all of it, and it's like. I mean, like, yeah, but, like, no. No, it really I, doesn't. And and you're not honoring the actual people who had their specific hands on, like, that technical skill, right? Like, when you award a best picture, you're – obviously, the producers have a hand in the editors and um, and the sound oh, and all of that stuff. But, like, that, that award it. is, like, a producing award. It's not, like, yeah. hey, we see this film or we hear this film. Um and you, person X, that created this, like, you're the best. And, again, like, they're not cutting the award, like, category. So, like, these sure. people will still get their Oscars. But still. But it's, but it's going to just be done in, an, in a way that nobody gets to see that. And, you know, I'd be lying if I told you, like, yeah, like, you tune in for the stuff to watch the last hour of the show, right, where – um the Fair. best picture director, like, all this stuff is happening. But at the same time, like, I'm under no, like, I know that everybody is there because of of a lot of these categories. So 
um it's just un- it's just unfortunate but again like i think we're just in a different time where people are struggling with ratings and you know it's not even like an apples to apples comparison like uh, every year the ratings do dip but i also feel like every year you have less and less people watching things live or watching things on network television so it's just a correlation of the times that we're in it's just unfortunate that like we're trying to like or the academy or whoever is just trying to make up for all of that by making some unnecessary changes that frankly at the end of the day is not going to make somebody who wasn't going to watch in the first place all of a sudden decide oh god like you're cutting editing sign me up for this like Uh, two hours and 59 minutes you know like so I just I'm like you guys know your audience like I don't understand um maybe they don't maybe the Maybe they don't. Yeah, but it does sound like they are forging ahead with it. Um, and so it's not one of those things that they're going to walk back because of the backlash. So we'll get to see 15 categories on the air, eight off the air, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah, you know, I like the, the the two thoughts I like that I I want to end with are that like one, like you said, it's not that these people aren't getting Oscars anymore; it's that they're not televising it or it'll be pre pre-taped but for me what what i i guess this is like a little bit of a concern concern troll but still like concerning is that like what is the message being sent to the viewers mm-hmm. like oh these are not like this isn't as important to make like i get the order of the awards because those are like the most prestigious i guess like roles right the director yeah playwriter the uh the direct the best picture the actor and actress like i i get that i'm okay with that that priority list but it was the acknowledgement that like oh but these are the things you need to make a movie to that while are just as important just like are not as like prestige and I, i i and that's fine but if by cutting it and it not being live it's like it's like actually it might even be less important as well not just just but also less less important and and i guess like my this is kind of tangential jen but what do you think it means that because because there's something you said that i don't 100 percent agree with Mm -hmm. but have to do with the oscars themselves you said uh it's you know it's not apples to apples right like everyone watches everything less like ratings are going down for everything it's not just the Oscars, right? It would be super concerning if, like, we had, you know, 50 million people watching a TV show, but then only 10 million people watching the Oscars, right? But it's not the case, right? Like, TV shows, like, that can hit 2 million viewers are like, oh, what a success, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the one thing is you'd mentioned how, like, people aren't watching things live. What I have found is that, like, if something is live, like a sporting event, those, for whatever reason, like viewership is either like not it doesn't decline as much or in some instances like viewership has gone up for example like you know the nfl or or nba and Mm. and stuff like that why do you think that is that like what's the difference between something like the oscars where viewership continues to plummet alongside scripted television versus because i would have assumed the oscars would be more in the camp of like um like sports because it's a live thing like it, it will be spoiled for you if you don't watch it in real time so you have to watch it in real time where do you why do you think there's like that 
that differentiation. What a fantastic question that I don't have an answer to. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I feel like you probably don't. I think there's a there's a an adrenaline rush of watching someone make that shot or that touchdown that happens like live that you watch with a million other people or however many um, other people live um, that like I feel like that euphoric feeling is maybe a little bit different from like tuning into a three-hour telecast of movie stars receiving an award mm. in Hollywood when there's other things going on in the world. Maybe, maybe that's what, I don't know. And then also, you know, one of my favorite things to do is to be on Twitter when I'm watching award shows and kind of like looking up people's reactions and, and things like that. And so it's so instantaneous that like, it's almost like watching something live. Like as soon as somebody wins, like someone like the New York times has tweeted, like blah, 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 just won a SAG award or whatever. So I feel like it's a little bit even like, less of a I don't really need to have this on TV in front of me in fact I'm getting the like highlights and I know like sports highlights are a big thing but like it just feels like it's it's different but at the same time as I say that I'm not one of those people like to me the Oscars is as exciting as the Super Bowl right but like I don't think that's like norm like that's not um I don't think that's um uh like everybody I think it's for certain movie geeks like you and I um and even you like I don't know like do you feel the need to watch the Oscars or the SAG Awards or the Critic Choice Awards or like all these things live like right. am I is it just me um and not just me in the world but just me right. between us two like because I feel like even on Saturday or Sunday when I texted you I was like oh my gosh like Squid Game is like cleaning up these awards like I did not think that you were watching the SAG Awards. Right. No. So, like, for me, it's like, I won't watch the SAG Awards, but I'll watch the Oscars live. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I don't know why. You know, I, yeah. I, I would not be able to, like, communicate that to you. Um, I used to watch the Golden Globes and, the, like, the Emmys live, too. But I don't know. Like, it just I, – I also think there's, like, a scheduling issue here. Yeah. Like, like a lot of times there are other things on I'm like ah, well if I have to choose I'm I'm going to watch this other I'm going to watch like the the Bucks versus like the Heat you know mm-hmm, what I mean? mm-hmm. um so I I there's like a scheduling issue and I I have a theory that I thought about like as you were talking cuz you were talking about like that adrenaline rush right yeah do you also think uh, a factor is that we don't have like movie stars anymore yeah you know, and, and I, I, what I mean is not that we don't have famous actors who get paid very handsomely and, you know, have amazing performances. That's not what I mean. I mean, when I say a movie star, I mean, like, someone who you will go watch a movie for just because they are in a movie. You know, just because they're... So they're... can I just read you the names of the actors who are nominated this year? Go- Go for it. So it's Andrew Garfield, Javier Bardem, Will Smith, Benedict Cumberbatch, Denzel Washington. Out of those five, how many of them do you think are household names slash can open movies? I would say two at most. Two, two, two. And and, and I'm assuming you and I are thinking the same too, right? 
It's Will Smith. Obviously, Javier. I'm just kidding. Yes, <laughs> Will Smith <laughs> and Denzel Washington. <laughs> I, um, I was like, oh, really, Javier? <laughs> yeah, no, no. But like, but you're totally right. Like, we're not having like. I don't actually know what a movie star is anymore, but but you're right. Like, it's not it's not this crop of people. So I don't know. And it's no disrespect to Andrew Garfield, Javier Bardem, Benedict Cumberbatch, but I think they would agree that they're not in the echelon of Hollywood movie star like level, you know. And and um, I'll go a step further, Jen, and I would I would actually ask you like, are are Denzel and Will Smith Denzel and Will Smith anymore? And not because they have dropped off, just like as a product of the time that we live in. Like, are yeah. they been? Not be again, not because they're not as talented as they once were or they're not as good as they once were. Um, I, I actually think the two of them specifically are two examples of like people who really do get better with age. You know, maybe they're not at their apex, but they're in their like post prime, you know? Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and it's like even they are not them. Like they don't it, it, because the industry does not allow for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, would you agree with that? What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it, I don't know. It, it bums me out. This whole thing bums me out, but I'm still going to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going to watch. And I'm still going to care way more than I need to. So uh, 45 minutes later, let's get to the actual. <laughs> yes. Okay. So more to come. Uh, Steve and I are going to do an Oscar odds um conversation a little bit closer to the oscars i steve's very excited i'm very excited so i'm sure we'll have more to say and our listeners are excited too we're getting messages like asking for more information with that yes because our listeners are um people who want to bet money and win money so yes (laughs) okay uh with that why don't we get into uh today's today's agenda today's topic today's gimmick um if you missed part one, we did it a few episodes back. You can you can go back to it. But this is part two of we're taking five-year increments of Oscar winners. And uh, it's one, two, three, four. It's uh, the six <clears throat> the six Oscars that we, we wanted to talk about, right? And so we did 1996 through 2000. Uh, now we're going to do 2001 to 2005. And uh, we're going to go in reverse order, but the categories are Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Actress, Best Supporting Actor, Supporting Actress. Um, I asked you if you felt the same way where I was like, oh, this list is way better than the 96 to 2000. And you agree, right? Yeah, because I think what now we're getting to a point where we have grown up a little bit more. Um in like, terms of like when these movies were, we, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes, oh. not like not in general, but um, so I I felt much more of a, a connection to these movies than when we first did this, where I was like, I've never watched Cider House Rules or like whatever was like you know part yeah, of yeah. the conversation then. Um, so but to to clarify, like so we're pitting winners against winners for five years just to see, um like what our favorites are and they're not really based on anything right like i my winners for each year are not really based on anything other than my feelings and however i want to justify who i'm giving my alternative oscar yeah. to yeah for sure exactly exactly um this isn't like a 
out of these, like who would win? It's just, I mean, you could do it that way. It's it's really up for interpretation between you and me. I'm sure you and I have different criteria for it. Yeah. Uh, so so why don't we get into it? So I'll read, um, I'll read the the supporting actresses. Okay, and we'll start there. Okay, so. Uh, best supporting actress. Here are the winners from 2001 to 2005. Also, like side note, one of my favorite things about this is like, l- like, re-realizing who won the Oscars that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 2001, uh, Marsha Gay uh, Harden for Pollock. Uh, 2002, uh, Jennifer Connelly for A Beautiful Mind. 03 is Catherine Zeta-Jones for Chicago. 04 was Renee Zellweger for Cold Mountain. 05 was Kate Blanchett for The Aviator. Uh, who do you have out of those five? So I am going to go with... Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Kate Blanchett and The Aviator. No! Me too. Oh, okay. Care why, to explain? Why? Oh, I, 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 you, you can go first. So I really loved The Aviator when I watched it. Um, really? And yeah, I did. Um, I mean, it's a long ass movie, and like, I think so Leonardo long. DiCaprio was like so good in the movie. But I quite liked Kate Blanchett's performance as, um, uh, oh my gosh, which Hepburn? Catherine Hepburn, um, right? Mm-hmm. I think. Um, so. Mm-hmm. And I. I don't know. Like I thought she was captivating and I was really riveted by, by her. So I am, I don't know. I don't really have like a more or better, um, you know, sorry. What am I trying to say? Like, I, I don't like really. Reason, yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I hear you. I, I think for me, you know, when I, the reason I chose like Kate Blanchett is because I think a lot of people when they see her they just immediately think of like Lord of the Rings, right? Which she is so good in, right? But I think uh, her, I think people sometimes forget that she's really good at acting, you know? Kate and- Blanchett. Kate Blanchett, yeah. And it's like, I feel like people rediscovered that with, like, Blue Jasmine, you know? Um, but in The Aviator, it's right in that, like, those three years where, um, like, uh, The Lord of the Rings came out, you yeah. know? And people just, like, saw her as as that. And it's like, actually, it's like, uh, so it was like, you do one for them. And then even though The Aviator is not like it's in like an indie film or whatever, right? But it was – she was like, okay, this is like for me. Like mm-hmm, let, me show, mm-hmm. let me show you I still have the like the 100-mile-per-hour fastball, you know? Like let me show you I still got the goods, you know? And so more so than anyone else on this list, I think her performance honestly is also the one I remember like the most. Yeah, me too. Um, did you I watch everybody for- on this? Did you watch everybody on this? The uh, the one I didn't watch was Pollock. Okay, I watched Pollock, and Marsha Gay Harden is amazing. Like I love Marsha Gay Harden, but um, 
And, you know, if I had to then pick a different, like a second flashy performance, it would definitely be Catherine Zeta-Jones in Chicago, which I think is like so like well-deserved and great. And, um, but yeah, I think, I think you and I both kind of feel the same way about, about, and I'm trying to see, um, I'm trying to see in the year that she won, she was up against Laura Linney, Virginia Madsen, Sophia Conedo, and Natalie Portman. So like, I feel like without really going back into, into this, I feel like she probably was the front runner for that year. Um, just looking at the list of, um, the other nominees, um, in 2005. Mm. No, no, that makes, that makes sense. Do you want to do a supporting actor? Yes. So we have in, okay. So the best supporting actors from 2001 to 2005, 2001, Benicio Del Toro in Traffic, 2002, Jim Broadbent in Iris, 2003, Chris Cooper in Adaptation, 2004, Tim Robbins, Mystic River, and 2005, Morgan Freeman in Million Dollar Baby. So, Steve, what, okay. who gets your ultimate best supporting actor? I was, I was like, kind of stuck between like a few people trying to like figure it out at first i was like oh benicio del toro i was like mm, no then i was like oh tim robbins mystic river and i was like mm, no and i was like you know what maybe i'm overthinking this mm-hmm. but, but i'm gonna go with chris cooper for adaptation okay tell me why you know uh i just think well, like i like i'm not i'm, I'm not revisiting million dollar baby I'm not re- I'm definitely not revisiting Mystic River. Okay. You know? Uh I'm not going back to like Traffic. I never watched like Iris, but when I think of adaptation, and I know it's not like a sequel sequel, I but I consider it like a spiritual sequel to like being John Malkovich, you mm-hmm. know? I just think uh for me it's like the like okay, I'll be honest like with Tim Robbins, it's just like so over the top. Yeah. You know, like too much for me. And I'm you like, mean even in Mystic River? Yeah, in Mystic River, I think, you know? Um, and I just, like, Chris Cooper, I think he's really good. I think this is, like, arguably his best performance, you know? Um, and I think Adaptation is, like, a really solid movie. I'm not, like, going back to it, like, all the time, but way more than going back to, like, the other movies, you know? Okay, so you're kind of basing this on, like, rewatchability a little bit, it sounds like. No, with, with this... Of the movie, of the movie. I would say with this category, with this category, I am. I don't do that for all of them, but for this yeah. one, a little bit, yeah. Okay, I, I think that's totally, totally, uh, I don't know, I, like, that's totally, like, fair. Um, especially because, again, none of this is based on anything other than our feelings. What, what about you? What did, who did you choose? So I don't really remember a lot of these movies and performances. So this one was a little bit of a throwaway thing for me. Okay. Um, but I went with Benicio del Toro in Traffic and I know Traffic is like one of the most shot on movies <laughs> of all time like it did not stand the age of time and like it really didn't even as it was winning people were like really that movie um but I find him so like magnetic and um 
and it is not a movie I would ever rewatch, but I do think that it's not the movie and the movie's fault. Like I actually, like I think the performances in in Traffic yeah, can, are. You can be good in a bad movie, a hundred percent. Yeah. So um, that's why I'm going with Traffic. No, I I, I hear you. You, I, you know what it is for me? It's just that I've just seen better Benicio, and so that's why I couldn't go with with him in Traffic. You know. What um what is your favorite? Oh my god. Yeah, ask me, ask me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what is your favorite Benicio del Toro movie? Uh well, okay. So I'm going to I'm going to flip that question a little bit. I I don't know. I I'd have to rethink what my favorite Benicio movie is, but I know what my favorite Benicio role is. Um and Oh, you know what? Sorry. Before you get there. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. is Traffic's not the movie I'm talking about. Crash is you're the movie I'm talking about. I'm so sorry. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, I knew They're I, both one-word movies about like the road. <laughs> yeah. No, I knew that's what you were thinking, but I didn't stop you cuz I don't think I, to a less extent, Traffic does get the same like. No, Traffic. I think I think I rewatched it not like super recently, but no, no, no. It holds up. Crash is the worst movie of all time. So yeah. like, yeah, sorry, sorry, but yes, go on. Uh, yeah. Uh, my favorite Benicio role is actually Sicario. Yeah, so good. Would never rewatch it, but yeah. Re- I, I, I yo, I rewatched that. It's good. It's I mean, I so it's it's so good. I just don't ever want to rewatch it. Now, was he okay? Sorry. Now that we're on a Benicio del Toro kick, was he ever nominated for a different Oscar? Give me one second while I look this I up. Want say, I want to say yes, but I could be wrong. I want to say yes. Definitely not for Sicario. So no, no, not um, for. I, it would have to be something like earlier, I would say. Um, but I, I would say that my two favorite Benicio roles. So that's the first one. First one is Sicario. Um, but and then you have to go like OG, which is like the Usual Suspects. Like he's just so good at that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know? But that was like so long ago. That's like '95. Yeah, you know? yeah. But yeah, yeah he that, was nominated twice in his career, Traffic was, and a movie called 21 Grams. Oh, 21 Grams is not a good movie, but he's no. bad good in it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a huge fan. Yeah. No, me too. Me too, for sure. Okay. Ready? Let's move on to Best Actress. We have – this is this this is sick. This is a this sick – This is a sick act- category. Okay. Um, we have uh, 2001, Julia Roberts for Aaron Brockovich. O two, Halle Berry, Monsters Ball. O three, Nicole Kidman, The Hours. O four, Charlize Theron, Monster. O five, Hilary Swank, Million Dollar Baby. That's that's a that's a gauntlet, right there. Um, and you can like not like some of the um, performances, but just in general, that I think that is probably the most stacked category. Yes, this is very exciting. Yeah. Um, wh- who did you have? This I chose a person that I don't think you, I don't think you would have chosen her, but I went with Nicole Kidman in the hours. Wow! I'm gonna get wow. Okay. Wow. wow. That is not actually the uh, response that I. I thought your response would be a little bit more muted, but now I feel like weird about my choice. I'm not backing down. I'm not regretting it. Don't back down. Don't back down. Don't back down. But 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 I mean I need to hear I need to hear why I really need to hear why. I effing love the hours. It is 
such a good movie. <laughs> but my um, my feelings about the hours and Nicole Kidman in 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 this movie go a little bit beyond uh, um, what you call it, like just the hours. So like this is like what 2002 like she's coming off of her like divorce this was after her divorce this is after when she was nominated um for moulin rouge which i think was in 2001 i want to say um and i moulin rouge is to me is one of my favorite movies of all time still and she is pitch perfect in moulin rouge and i wanted her to win in Moulin Rouge so bad, but, like, I think 01, if we're talking about 01, like, Julia Roberts, no, uh, no, when, uh, maybe it was 02, sorry, I'm, I got all of my, um, years mixed up, but yes, I think it was, like, 01, maybe she was nominated for Moulin Rouge, um, and it was, no, 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 sorry, it was 02, because Halle Berry won that year, and I found it incredibly unfair, which you is thought fine, it was like, unfair? Yeah. Oh, my God. I know, I know. I'm very, like, you know, when I like somebody, I'm very loyal, Steve. So, um, so this was, like, the year after that, and, like, when, when you're playing somebody, and especially, like, if you have to have, like, a prosthetic nose, like, that can really be, like, a a gimmicky shtick kind of thing, and she rose above all that, and, and she's doing it again right now, actually. Like, before the Being Ricardos came out, like, people were just, like, sorry, an Australian actress is gonna play Lucy, like, I love Lucy, Lucy, like, are you kidding me? And then, and all, then all of that went away after the movie was released, because even though the movie itself isn't, apparently, I haven't watched it yet, isn't, like, the best movie ever, like, people are just, like, okay, like, she actually is a really good Lucille Ball and like and like that's the power of Nicole Kidman like she can disappear into roles and she can disappear into um playing real people and I'm not like obviously Julia Roberts is playing um you know like Aaron Brockovich Aaron Brockovich who's a real person and stuff like that but like it's just a different like you know Aaron Brockovich was not someone who was famous or known much and so it's a it's sort of a little bit of a different a kind of attachment to Aaron Brock. yes yeah so I I picked Nicole Kidman not just because of my personal affection and affinity for her but she's like really good as Virginia Woolf and and really um you know like I just felt like this was sort of also the um not resurgence of her career but this is sort of it marked a turning point in her career where she went from like um uh, Tom Cruise's ex-wife, Tom Cruise's wife, uh, someone who's sort of very beautiful, but is a movie star, or and is a movie star, and can kind of act, to, like, you know, when you think of Nicole Kidman now, like, you know she's a prestige actress, and, like, yeah. she's good. So, that's that's why. Yeah, no, that's, that, that's fair. I, you know, I think it's just... Uh, that, no, that, those are all those are all like really good points. So then, now I'm just curious about. I'm gonna well, get no, in my head, wait, and then I'm gonna tell you okay. who I who you okay, uh, go. Okay. Wait, no, I, I but I want to stick on, um, on the topic of like Nicole Kidman just for like a, a, a yeah. A um. You you touched on something that I think is like super important, especially with 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 Nicole Kidman, which is like, it, she's good at her job. Right, like she's not just, um, like uh, she's not as successful as she is, or as good 
as she is, like, because of her looks. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. she, she's a damn good at, at acting, you know? And so... <laughs> yeah. I, so I, is everybody else on this list? Yeah, yeah but, it, you know, you know what? I think sometimes with her, people can forget that. And I think sometimes... it's You know what it's like? I don't know. I always make, like, these kind of analogies. But sometimes it's, like, reminding people, like, oh... Like this is the narrative around me. Like, let me show you. I still got it. And it, 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 it it's like she is. Uh, I mean, we both had Kate Blanchett, but um, like in terms of reasoning, that's like your Kate Blanchett because that was like mm-hmm. my reason for her. Okay. Wait. Um, so can I just say one more thing before you say? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think also though this may seem a little bit. So when I look at. The other actresses on this list, so um, Charlize, Hallie, Julia, um, I Hillary, um, they all carry their respective movies. Um, the Hours is not like that. It's it's actually like an ensemble m- movie, and like when she was nominated for Best Actress, like there were chatter about there was chatter about like is that the right category for for this because Julianne Moore and Meryl Streep like make up the three women that it, it's not um it's 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 their stories are linked together but they all sort of have equal parts and i kind of want to say that like i feel like nicole kidman's part is actually a little bit less than some of the other t- so i'm not whatever i i'm not timing it or anything but um in terms of like the actual screen time similar to like you know i i think it's more it could be looked at as more of a supporting thing but you know even with all of that i i still that's my point. Yeah. so there you go follow your heart follow your heart okay uh mine is Shirley's throne i just tell what? me everything and i <laughs> sort of thought that that's what you were who that's who you were going to pick so you, you know i just think like Okay, so, like, you know, what is this, 2004, so I was, you know, I guess 18 at the time, you know? Uh, so I didn't, I mean, the internet was, like, around, but I, it wasn't, like, huge back then, you know? Or, and uh, there there wasn't, like, Twitter back then, so there was not, like, oh, here's everyone talking about this thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, to me, I had, it was really shocking to me. And maybe, like, it wasn't shocking to others if people were older, if they'd watch more movies or whatever. But at the time, I remember saying, like, whoa. Like, like I, I personally had just never seen someone who looked like her go through a transformation like that and then do a movie like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I was just, like, like, I don't, I guess, like, it's because, like, of when it came out. So it's, like, very personal to me. But it's, like... I remember thinking like, wow, like she's so good. Like mm-hmm. she's so she like good. disappears into the role, like literally. Yeah, I, I, I remember thinking like, it was like kind of uh, kind of like scary, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, Where it, yeah. He's someone be like, I think that was one of the first times I saw a performer become a different person. No, like, you're totally right. Yeah. Other things, it's like they're still th- they are still that person, just like playing a role. And I'm like, wow, they're really good at pretending. I'm in this. I'm like, is is, the, is like is she is she, is that her? who is like is that still her or is yeah. that not her like is is that like I don't understand I mean obviously she's I understood the concept of like acting you know but mm-hmm. it was such an immersive thing where it just blew me it blew me like even till today I'm I still 
that's like the role I think of when I think of like Charlize Theron. I just oh okay, it hasn't been replaced by Mad Max Furiosa. <sighs> you know, it's like if 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 I had watched them or if if they'd come out like uh, the, in reverse, it would be. But it because it hit me like younger, like Monster. I think I think that's why. So I think that I think everything that you said is like on point. Um, what I find kind of unfortunate is, I mean, it's not unfortunate because she won and everyone is on the Charlize Theron train in terms of her, you know, uh, being uh, uh, like a valid winner. Not that nobody who's nominated is not valid, but. Um, so much of that conversation around her performance and this role, though, has to do with her appearance, which is like, yeah, no, that's it's unfortunate, right? Because like, yes, I mean, obviously, she's beautiful in real life. And so, so much of it is like, one, you're unrecognizable, you've gained weight, you've done this, like, and, and it's, it's, it's almost in this role, I guess, inextricable, like, it's interlinked with the role. So like, yes people will talk about it but like i just remember that chatter and thinking like if somebody like um like a normal looking person or somebody who actually looked like eileen warnos or whatever her name is but the actual person that she's portraying like someone who looked a little bit more like that person was playing it like then it wouldn't have been as much of a talking point because you're not talking about how quote-unquote ugly someone got for a role right right? but like this is a classic example of like of somebody like Renee Zellweger does this all the time she loses and like gains weight like all the time for like whatever roles and that's what leads that conversation so like you can't talk about Bridget Jones's diary without like talking about like how much weight she's gained and all this stuff and it's like so like I think to a degree like men also get it too but like to a much lesser degree and yeah, and I, it just also just then feels like you're taking away from someone's work and performance and all of this stuff and degrading it down to, oh, yeah, she's wearing a prosthetic nose or she's wearing – or she, like, gained 30 pounds for this, so whatever. But, yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, I love Julia Roberts and Erin Brockovich, like – and that may have been my like you know next pick. No, my next pick I think would have been Shirley Sarah, but like I I just want to shout her out and yeah um, yeah. You, you know you know what it is for me. It's because like for for me it was one of those things where it's like and to your point maybe we should stop doing this. But anytime someone goes through like a physical transformation, whether it's Christian Bale, Joaquin Phoenix, or like you know like Daniel Day Lewis becomes that person. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, like, oh, my, so good. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I it's just, and then I'm just like, I still, because I was like the age I was when, you know, these things were coming out. It just hit, had like such an impression on me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, okay. Do you want to go with best actor? Yeah. And maybe we, hopefully we can run through these faster, but best actor, 
2001, Russell Crowe won for Gladiator. 2002, Denzel Washington won for Training Day. 2003, Adrian Brody won for The Pianist. 2004, Sean Penn for Mystic River. And 2005, Jamie Foxx for Ray. What a stacked category as well. Um, Is it, though? I think less less than the actress, but I quite enjoyed this category. Um, but based on your response, I'm interested to see who you picked and what your justification for that was. You know, it, it, honestly, for me, it was just a two a two man race between Russell okay. and Denzel. To be honest, uh-huh. uh, I uh, and you know, I think for me, it's I'm not saying it's easy for everyone. I'm just talking about myself. This was super easy for me. It's Denzel Washington training day. And yeah. Okay. Not even, what about you? I also went with Denzel Washington. I don't know that training day is the movie that he should have won for, but that is neither here nor there. Um, but I think out of all of the people on this list, like he brings such a gravitas and like when you think of an actor, like obviously a perfect looking human being, but like, when you think of an actor like like I I just think of Denzel. Yeah. And I yeah, I I totally am on your yeah, that's my book too. No, it's I, I, I totally hear you. I, I would I would I would say this. For me it's not like, oh, he should have won for something else. It's like he could have won for things more than just training day. Like you mm-hmm. know like, he could have won earlier. Like to me like this is my favorite I, I can't say it's the best but it is 100% my favorite Denzel performance like, oh okay interesting yeah it's my favorite Denzel performance it might be my favorite Denzel movie um I I like watched it recently I like rewatched it recently it still holds up I still it's still so good um it's like he's perfect in it he's like actually perfect in it there's nothing about his performance there's nothing about him i would change like at all do you know how many times he's been nominated for an oscar (sighs) i'm gonna say hold on wait one two three i'm gonna say four nine wow wait best actor no so a combination of best actor and best supporting oh, oh. actor. Oh, like, oh, okay. Yeah. I was. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was doing best. Okay, nine. Make. Okay, yeah. Nine. Yeah, makes, yeah. How many? That's a how, lot. How many of them were best actor? I'm just curious. Um. So, he was nominated for best actor for Malcolm X, The Hurricane, yep. Training Day, Flight, Fences, Roman J. Israel, Esquire, and this year, The Tragedy of Macbeth. So, out of that, like seven. Yeah. Wow. 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 Oh my yeah. God. Wowie. Wow. Okay. Are you ready for, for best director? I am. I am. Okay. Ready? Here we go. Oh one, Steven Soderbergh for traffic. Oh two, Ron Howard, a beautiful mind. Oh three, Rowan Plansky, the pianist. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to like, no, I know. <laughs> okay. Oh uh, four, Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings, return of the King. Oh five, Clint Eastwood, million dollar baby i'm so so curious who you chose for this i will tell you who didn't even cross my mind which okay, is okay roman plansky i'm assuming obviously, obviously like let's keep him out of yeah our podcast um so 
for me, it was a little bit of a toss up between two people. I don't know if that was the same for you as well. It was. Um, Very oh, interesting. Wait, so do you want me to tell you who I went yeah. with? Okay. Who are the two? Tell me who you're two. Okay, so Steven Soderbergh. Yeah. And Peter Jackson. Oh, I had Soderbergh and Howard. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I just associate Ron Howard with, like, a lot of feel-good movie. I don't know. Like, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to go with somebody else. Um, so, you know that Steven Soderbergh in 2001 competed against himself in this category? Oh, did he? What was the other one? So, he won for Traffic, which, once again, not Crash. Um <laughs> I can't believe I did that. You know what it is? It's because it's like they're both both words have to do with like automobiles. That's what I said. It had to do with being on the road. I was like, uh, trash. No, not trash. Crash. Traffic. Whatever. Um. So he he was up for traffic, and then he was also up for Aaron Brockovich, which he directed. So, um, yeah. And that guy. You can totally split the vote on that one, right? Because. You just never know. And he ended up winning. So good for him. I went with Steven Soderbergh because I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of like just the kind of the risks that he takes. And like, I feel like he doesn't pigeonhole himself into like one genre or category or whatever. Um, He does like popular things like the Oceans trilogy, Magic Mike. Um, Contagion, which is, you know, very relevant right now. But then he, like, I feel like does indie stuff, like, does, like, others, whatever. I also look forward to every single year through his blog, which I forget oh, what it's called. Oh, my God, his blog is yeah. every, so End of year, right? End of year, like, he puts up a list of every single thing he's watched, listened to, um, read. And it's incredible, like... First of all, you think you and I consume a lot of content? No, he's did- this this man. And I'm like, how do you do that with like an actual career of like doing stuff? But um, and I look forward to it. And it's not like he's like, and I'm not like disparaging this this person, but it's not like he's PTA where he's putting it uh, for those uh, like Paul Thomas Anderson where he's doing one movie every six years. You yeah. know, like Soderbergh works a lot, and like you might be like, oh, what's the last movie? Like. He just like it's not just movies. Like yes, it's movies, but like he just works nonstop. It feels like you know. Yeah. I mean, he like during COVID he didn't, but like at least pre-pandemic it was like he just never, never stopped. Yes. Yeah. So okay. I'm into it. So yeah, that's who I went with. Okay, I so I was between Soderbergh and Howard, and I I went with Howard, and I don't mm. feel great about it. Okay, I don't feel good about it. <laughs> okay. But you for, can change your category. You can change this. Here's the thing. The no, names haven't been engraved on the award yet, Steve, so I will give you an opportunity to change. No, your... I'm gonna but I'm gonna stick with Howard because and I still don't feel great about it. And it's because <laughs> traffic isn't even one of like I wanna say my top five Soderbergh movies. And you know what? That is a very good point because I think I looked at this more of a career versus like the actual movie. So like, that's actually a fantastic thing that you're pointing out. Go on. Yeah. And so I, I beautiful mind is fine. It's fine. It's a fine movie, you know, 
Um, Paul Bettany is fine. Jennifer Connelly is fine. You know, Russell Crowe is fine. Ron Howard is fine. <laughs> but, but, and, and I could even, you could easily convince me, Jen, if you really wanted to, that the job Steven Soderbergh does in traffic is still a better job than Ron Howard does in A Beautiful Mind. You could easily convince me of that. But I felt like A Beautiful Mind is Ron Howard really, like, going for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, he's, maybe he's made a better movie, um, but is it a lot better, is his best movie a lot better than A Beautiful Mind? I I don't think so, you know? Okay. yeah. And so that's why I went with Ron Howard, because with, if you have any of Soderbergh's other movies up here, you that would I, more, oh, yeah. it's, then, then it's not. It's it's as e- choosing him is as easy as choosing Denzel. Okay, yeah, that's my thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Wait, do do do. Is it my turn? No, no, it's your turn. It's your is turn. Is it my turn? Your turn. Best picture. Here we go. Okay. Um, we're at the last category. Thanks for sticking with us. Um, <laughs> so, two thousand one, Gladiator. Two thousand two, A Beautiful Mind. 2003, Chicago, 2004, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, and 2005, Million Dollar Baby. What are our thoughts here? Um, do you, do you, okay. So, uh, okay, you know, I'm just going to tell you what I went with. Um, th- I'm just going to, I'm just going to go straight to it. Uh, I almost chose... I, I ended up not going straight to it. I almost chose Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But I realized that's my least favorite Lord of the Rings. Interesting. And so I didn't go with that. If if Fellowship of the Ring had been up here, I probably would have would have chosen that. Um, and I went with a movie that I again rewatched not that long ago, and I was shocked, Jen. I was shocked how well it held up and all i freak i thought i knew all the best parts of it and i was like i totally this is this scene is awesome uh i went with gladiator yeah okay what did you what did you go with so no i want to ask you more about yes, um yeah. so you went with gladiator it held it holds up it, would and, you say it's like one of the top Best picture movies? No, no. Of, oh, of, of recent years? Of course not. Okay. No. no, you know what it is though? It that to me was the first time I had seen it, it's so weird. Like, you know, we just talked in the beginning, right? About the Oscars, not being able to figure it out. Like I felt like oh one was it like a weak year for best picture? Like, yeah, maybe. But that like they had no problem putting Gladiator. And, like, I get, like, you know, it's, like, Ridley Scott, sure, right? And, like, Russell Crowe, like, sure, right? Joaquin Phoenix, like, sure. But they had no problem putting, like, a blockbuster movie up for Best Picture and even having it win. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. And I don't feel like Gladiator is more, quote-unquote, prestigious than, you know, Black Panther. You know, we're talking Ryan Coogler. We're talking Angela Bassett. We're talking, like, you know what I mean? Uh, like Daniel Kaluuya, yeah, like, uh, and so I'm like, just you did it before, you can do it again. And so for me, it's because like Gladiator was so enjoyable, 
and it was like the first time I remember being like, oh, it's a movie I've watched like before the Oscars. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's like, it's a movie I watched before. And like when I watched it, the thought running through my mind was not, this is going to get nominated. You know, uh, when I watched it, I was like, this is awesome. And I found out it got nominated and I like almost fell over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's And then what... it went on to go win. And and the, the when it won, I it's like so bizarre. I have this like weird inverse relationship with the Oscars where like it started so high and every year it goes down. <laughs> you know, because Gladiator that like, you know, I was like, oh god, I guess I was like 15 at the time. I was like, this is awesome. Do they do these do these movies these kinds of movies win every year? Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. You know? Um but, you know, spoiler alert, no, you know? But um, that's why, for me, it was, like, Gladiator. And I got to be honest, Jen, it, like, not that I it's – not that I wouldn't respect the other choices, but for me personally, it, it's, like, a non – I mean, that was that was pretty – it was pretty easy, to be honest. Okay. But I – yeah. Okay. I don't love any of these movies, and I didn't love – having to choose here because I don't really it's care funny. about any of these movies. Jen, really quick. Isn't it funny that, like, I, I don't know if you felt this way. This was the category. So in general, best picture is the category I care about the most. But almost yeah. every time when we do this exercise, it's the category. You care about I- it less? Yes. Have you- Interesting. That would, do you get that sense? At least the, for part one and part two. Let me see. Um, Yes and no. I think it's much more fun to talk about like the acting actors i think sometimes or in the the, in part one i didn't love the supporting because so much of it was like movies that i hadn't watched Mm -hmm. um but um uh yeah for this one i just didn't love best picture and so let's see what part three looks like when we do this again with 06 through 10 2010 Mm -hmm. um but i went with a million dollar baby and ooh, i was not expecting that yeah, um, I was gonna maybe say or go with um, Lord of the Rings because I want that to be a more uh, like common thing that happens, which is like obviously a blockbuster, obviously a saga and a trilogy and all this stuff, and yet you can still produce something like really great and will we ever see a twilight three at the oscars no but like maybe an avengers movie like it you know it to me it's it's sort of like opened that door for like blockbusters but the reason why i went with million dollar baby is because like i never want to watch that again because it was such a gut punch <laughs> not because it doesn't hold up not because like it's terrible yeah. not because i hate clint eastwood and his like politics or anything like that um but it's it's so like it was such a gut punch, and, like, I thought he – I thought it was so good given that, like, I think Clint Eastwood is known for, like, capers or, like, doing other type, like, doing the in, – in his, like, later career, um, he – like, there's, like, an emotionality in some of the other – like, the later work that he has made, and Million Dollar Baby is, is I think, the prime example of that, and, and to yeah. – to pull those emotions out of like a trailer park trash boxer and like it's 
it can it it's it could be like a very much like a not anything out of the ordinary kind of story but like it was just so Walter right I don't know like I just I really really liked Million Dollar Baby when I watched it and um again I don't want to watch it again because it made me really really upset and sad but like I don't know like because of that and my gut like feelings for it like I went with that and I think that just goes to show you that I don't really care about any of the other movies on this I mean, I, I would say, like, Million Dollar Baby isn't, like, awesome, but it also, like, could have, this is, like, almost like a backhanded, but, like, it could have been much, it could have been way worse. Yeah. You know, and that, and that's, I, I, I have found with Clint Eastwood, that's kind of how I feel about his work, like, politics aside, is, like, is he, like, amazing? No, but, like, he's way better than, like, I would have anticipated. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, that's kind of just like where I'm at with it. Um, all right, that was that was awesome. You know, that, that was fun for us. Yeah, that was <laughs> 05, I mean, oh one to oh five. Um, why don't we go right into our obsessions of the episode? Why don't you go first? Because you know I have a decision to make. So why don't you? <laughs> okay. And I really hope that you go with uh. Do you really? Do you really mean that? Why don't you do, why don't you tell people both of yours, but I'll go first so that you can kind of mull over this. But my obsession of the um, the episode is Euphoria season two just ended this past Sunday. I just watched the last episode. Um, you know, I think you, you and I talked about this, but like, can I say that I recommend it? I recommend Euphoria to anybody? Not really. It is it's so dark. Joke. It's the so dark. I think you told me not to watch. It, mm, I don't want you to not watch it because millions of people are obviously watching it and there's something so compelling about it. But if you're thinking that it's like run-of-the-mill YA or even like a U-type show, it's not. It's very graphic. It's very like drug-focused. And I think I think there are and, – and season two has been plagued with such – um like off the camera drama um, that it's, it's been kind of fun to watch it with that lens in mind. So yeah, there's been such talk about like people walking off set and then there's an actress um, who's, who was like a fan favorite season one. And like in season two, she's been reduced to like three lines per episode. If she's even in that episode. And, and there were rumors that she walked off the set because, um, she was unhappy with the direction that her character was going in and then pissed off the showrunner. The showrunner has been under a lot of fire because, um, as you'll know, when you start watching it, like there's a lot of like nudity and, um, there's been a couple of like stories where like one of the actresses was like, you know, like I like sat him, like I set him aside and was like, I don't think she needs to be like topless in this and in this scene. And he was so like, uh, receptive and accepting thing of it and like we cut that out or we put clothes on me or whatever and like instead of like it being like oh like what a what a good director to work with who like listens to their actors and stuff like that most of the discussion has been around can't believe like she had to even do that like why is he writing in all of these and it's been like a bunch of people who have said like oh we changed the scene because I felt uncomfortable or like I didn't feel like I needed to be nude in this scene so it's just like a little bit of a pad like a concerning pattern that like he shouldn't be praised for listening to his actors when they like want things cut like he should 
be really questioned on like why do you feel like this is necessary to begin with so there's a lot of like like chatter around like just the making of the show and like behind the scenes drama and like character like real like actors not getting along all the stuff that has bled into like like storylines and like um you know scenes where you don't see people who used to be in scenes together together so like it's kind of like been a little bit interesting to watch that while hearing about all these stories because then you're like huh like it's playing out in the drama as as people are saying it is like so so for me season two has been kind of fun to watch because of that but the other thing that keeps me glued to the show even though it's so dark and I feel like such crap after I watch it about the state of the world and state of our teenagers um is Zendaya like honestly it's it's just Zendaya like she is so effing good in this in this show and there's a scene in season one in particular, which I'm just like, oh, that just won you the Emmy and she won the Emmy for season one. And there's a scene in season two, there's an episode in season two that's like very much focused on her. And like, I'm just like, so there's there's your Emmy scene right there. And like, she, it's just been so amazing to see her. And I don't really know how she does it unless she like literally has been a drug addict because like she's so good and vulnerable and also very very like unlikable because she does unlikable things but they're all teenagers so you kind of expect that so I do want you to watch it but I just want to really preface this with like I don't know that you're gonna like it I think it is quite it's very stylistically dark and I think that's the best way I can describe it so tell me what you and Janelle think of it but I I don't know I I can't I can't predict if you're gonna watch it and stick with it like i'd be interested <laughs> yeah you know i'll be completely honest i don't know if i'm gonna watch it i just know janelle really wants to watch yeah it. she should watch it um tell her to text me i will i will okay i'm just gonna do it okay yeah i'm just gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna do both i'm just i'm but I, I'm, I'm gonna do it okay <sighs> my obsession with the episode is uh this is gonna make me sound so like such a creep but my obsession of the episode is okay so i've talked about timothy chalamet love timothy chalamet um i there he has a youtube channel that he made when he was like uh probably in like middle school and he never took it down and there's only three videos and it's uh he's not even in it it's just his voiceover not a voiceover, but it's like he, I guess, used to customize uh, Xbox controllers with spray paint, and then he would sell them. So people would commission him, and he would spray paint them, and then do like these like video reviews, and then send it. And I don't know why, but I love watching these videos because I think it's just like so funny that this guy who's one of the most famous and most talented actors in the world, young actors in the world right now, had this like YouTube channel where he was really into a thing that I was also into, mm-hmm. you know, and like before he got famous. And so it's just so, I don't know what that says about me or what it means. It's, it makes me sound really, really creepy 
but I can't stop watching it. I, so I, you rewatch these videos over and over again since there's only three of them? Is that what's happening? So, like, I'll, I'll watch the three and then go back to it every, like, few, like, weeks. And be okay. like, oh, you know, uh, I got some time. Let me, let me watch these videos again. Do you think it just brings back memories? It's not necessarily, like, about Timothy Chalamet, but, like, of who you were at that age and the things that you were into, and that's really what it is? You know, I I would say that's not all of it. That's, like, a really big chunk of it. The other part is, like, there's something, like, really time capsule-y about Mm -hmm. it, you know? Mm -hmm. Especially of, like, a famous person that I'm, like, who, who I'm a fan of, like, in the present. So to see like a time capsule of him is like really fascinating to me, especially because it's a about a, a thing that like I was also like really into back then, you know. Yeah. So it's I just... don't think this is as creepy as um, I think. What's hilarious is just you feeling such shame about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm like watching a video of a fifteen-year-old. I don't know how old was he. Boy. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it doesn't help that I'm like, I'm really into this guy right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm going to go back and watch the videos he made when he was a kid. That's so funny. So, yeah, that is my uh, that's my obsession of the uh, of the episode. I'm, I will have a less weird one next time. I promise. That's so funny. I don't think you need to be sad or ashamed about it. So you're good. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. Uh, so with that. Remember to review, rate, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, Make sure to follow us and check us out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. With that, we will see you next time. Jen, you want to say bye? Bye, everybody.